everybody. Welcome to the Curated Podcast. My name is Kendall Becker and I am your host, but I am also a fashion editor and trend forecaster, meaning that I hear a lot of incredible stories throughout my career. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect fit for these stories, but I knew that they needed to be told. So welcome to the Curated Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing passion and purpose and curating a life path that is perfect for you, whatever that may look like. Tune in weekly for conversations with global creatives in fashion, luxury, hospitality, wellness, and so much more as we discuss the why in life. And stay tuned for a couple bonus solo episodes as well. Let's dive into this week's episode. Elizabeth Moore is the designer behind her namesake jewelry label. But she started out her career on a very different note. She was a fit model, a singer, an actress, you name it. She was always involved in the arts in some aspect. Elizabeth and I chat about what it was like coming up in the arts. If you guys don't know, I also grew up in that space as well. How her jewelry label came to be, the process behind developing a design ethos, and also connecting with other creatives. Elizabeth's whole family is in the arts in some aspect, which I just think is so freaking cool. Nonetheless, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation as we talk through what it's like to have such an unconventional career path and making yourself feel safe and comfortable and confident on a path like this. So your career has not always been in jewelry. Tell me a little bit how you got here. Yeah, well, I didn't really come to the path of jewelry like most jewelry designers, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like a kid like creating beads out of my grandmother's you know, jewelry <laughs> box, which I actually do love those stories when I hear them. I do too. They're always fun and impressive. I know. I was like I'm like, wow, they they've known what they wanted to do. But for me I was, you know, a performer. I was mm-hmm. in the performing arts. I trained as a dancer and um, always did something in the performing arts and mm-hmm. so I came to New York after college with a demo tape in my hand and um, you know I worked for many years as a singer mm-hmm. tons of different types of gigs record labels you know jingles whatever and then through that I started you know just hustling trying to find other gigs too so I got into modeling commercial print modeling mm-hmm. fit modeling and then those paths all kind of uh, led me to jewelry Okay. Which is weird, but yeah. No, it's very cool. And I think the non-linear paths, like to your point, it's amazing when you do hear the linear ones, but the non-linear are just so fascinating. What, so what was like that spark that said jewelry is next? You know, I had um, done a lot of things and I, my husband and I had bought a house out of the city and I had my daughter and the career that I was doing before, it just didn't fit into my lifestyle with my daughter. And yet I found myself as a mom and living in this country house. And mm-hmm. I was like, where is my creative self? Who is that person? Where did she go? And I think all moms go through that. When you have a kid, you're so excited, but it's definitely, you become a new person in a I'm, way. I'm sure you're kind of just thrown into this next chapter one yeah. day. And I'm sure you can, I wouldn't know, but I'm sure you can prepare and prepare as much as possible. But until you get there, you really don't understand what that dynamic looks like. 
And it's also like if you've always worked or if you've always had a passion, if you've always had a path, mm -hmm. I think that that's a different thing too. So I just was like, I need to do something creative. Just I need to open up my window to that. So I took a class <laughs> at the local high school in this little town and, um, you know, just started learning basic jewelry making sure. and, and along that way I would take some metal smith classes but at the same time my old agent in the city uh, called me back and was like hey somebody has left the industry that you're very similar to do you want to come back and I was like well you know I don't want to work full-time I'm out of the city it's kind of yeah so I ended up booking my first job on my first casting okay so, amazing. so what happened was during that time, so I started working full time again as a mm -hmm. fit model. And during that time, I was developing and learning metalsmithing techniques. I was in a few local stores. I started doing shows, and the designers that I worked with, you know, I would come in and they would, you know, of course, it's a workspace where we all become friends, and we have those moments yeah, where yeah. we're connecting. And they would say, "Where did you get that? I love that necklace. Where did you get those bracelets?" Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I just kept developing as a metalsmith and, and just understanding. And, um, you know, I finally just, I don't know, I took my picture off the wall with my agent. I said, I'm done and I'm going to focus on this full time. Oh and that's really how it kind of happened. You know, during that time in fashion, I was developing and learning and studying. Mm -hmm. And then it eventually became, I could see the success. I could feel people it resonating with people, so I was like, okay, oh let's go for it. I agree. That step of diving into something is so, it's scary, but the best feeling. And I, I feel like there's always that kind of inner knowing that you're like, this is the next chapter, but I'm also really intimidated. It's so scary. Yeah. But I think if you are a performer or an entrepreneur or you know just a creative person, it's a certain personality. Yes, and it's not for it's not for everyone. And so I always say I've never had a job. Mm -hmm. The job has been like when I was a performer, it was me. Even though I had agents and things yeah. like that, so it's kind of like. And then this was about my business, so it's like mm -hmm. eat what you kill kind of thing. Like you have to make it happen, or it's not going to happen. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, I love that too. Going off of that, yeah, and something. Did growing up within the performing arts space myself, I know. you're really putting yourself out there because, yeah. like you said, you're selling yourself and your right. talent, and like you have to be so confident in that. Did you have any like lessons that you learned, like going through those trials and tribulations? Like, what's your take on it? I mean, you know, you can never have enough confidence. I no, feel like in no. the performing arts, it's like <laughs> it's just, it, and it, I also feel like in fashion. Yeah. There's a lot of nodes, there's a lot of great people, there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of hard lessons. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of doors that shut in your face. But I think as a performer first, you know, when I came to New York, I was a very sensitive person, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was raised in the South, and I was raised as a dancer, but I feel like that dedication, that determination, also, there's a lot of pain as a dancer. And so, how do you make that work for you in your favor? Right, you have to be very okay with the hardships. Yes. And I feel like it ends up eventually making you so resilient, yeah. but it's not an easy path to get to the resilience and learn yeah. to be okay with like, this door might shut in my face, I think this is the best role for me ever, but right. someone else might not think that. Right, 
And I think also, you know, the world is tough. Yeah. And I, I've had people say things to me, even in jewelry, that, that I was like, oh my gosh, like I would never say that to someone. Yes. But in fashion, uh -huh. people speak about you like you're not in the room. And I always say to, I try to surround myself. I, I meet all kinds of young artists and, and performers. Mm -hmm. My daughter is, you know, going down that path. Yes. And I always say, I have a dome, right? Uh -huh. And anything that comes to me, it bounces off that dome. I love that. Some of them do get in. <laughs> Inevitably, like we're human, right. nonetheless. Right. Yeah. And those sometimes weigh on you, but now I think I've just been, that's the beauty of, of getting older in life is mm -hmm. that I feel like I've been through so many different things. I've met so many different people that now I just, I don't take it as personally as I did. I'm not saying yeah. I never feel it because I, I do. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I just try to shut out the noise and uh -huh. I, I try to just focus on what I'm doing. And creating. Yes. I feel like I take a similar approach in the way of like everybody has their own path and right. just like constantly remind yourself like yes. okay, mine's not gonna look like editor X, right. but like this is mine and I have all of these other great things going on. So how do you right. combine and really leads us to how do you curate it to really make it your own and like feel good for you? And I, I think that's a hard lesson to learn, but it's right. like a, it's an ever-evolving lesson. Right. I think hard work is everything. Mm -hmm. And I think not letting the losses or the mistakes define the next thing. Yes. Yeah. And I, for me, like making a collection, I find inspiration everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. And I know a lot of designers or people that maybe... Are learning jewelry and they're like oh I can make this and this and this but it's really like how do you take an idea mm -hmm. and how do you make a beginning middle and an end and tell a complete story yeah and that comes from discipline mm -hmm. and work yeah you know right like you have to be able to edit you have to be able to say and then you have some pieces that maybe you love and you test them like mm -hmm. we put things out there right now and when I do these live shows I love to bring a few pieces that I've been working on and we haven't released to the public because I want to see how people, you know, how that's resonating. With yeah, them, absolutely. How they feel about it. You so, have to develop your own process with all of that. Right. There's no clear way of like, you may have the best idea up in your head, right. but that process of getting it into something tangible right. is harder than I think people who aren't in a creative space really can understand. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, a major point. I mm -hmm. love that you said that. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes people want me, and I know a lot of jewelry designers do this, it's like, you know, we will redesign something for someone else, which I love. Mm -hmm. Like, I love taking something and making it new again. But I always say to people I do this for, it has to be in my vision. Because yeah. even for me, making hundreds of pieces, I will still make a piece sometimes, and it will be completed. And mm -hmm. I will look at it, and I I'll just trash it, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like writing a song for albums. Mm -hmm. You don't write 10 good songs. You write 100 great songs. Right. And so, and then only maybe 10 or 12 make whatever's, you know, an album, whatever's going out there oh, now. You know, not albums, but, well, those are so back in these days, but you know what I mean? I guess. I, yeah. I do. And you know, funny enough, this is what I've been saying about my dating philosophy lately also. Okay. I've been like, there's a lot of great people out there. I mean, you can put it to projects, songs, yes. whatever. Right. But those really special ones yes. are hard to find and you have to be okay with knowing yourself and like 
this is my lens or this is what I feel great with or what exceptional, whether it's dating about right. a person or a piece of jewelry that you're like, yes, this is a hell yeah. And if it's not, it's a no. Right. And you will get, you understand this with dating. I used to say it's like auditioning. Yeah. It, it totally you don't is. always get the great king. <laughs> it's, like, it's true. It's like you have to go through it. And sometimes you think, oh my God, I've got it. I got it. They, yeah, they're yes. hiring me and then they don't. You're like, what happened? It's like, that's what I think dating yeah. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I feel like it's, again, also with auditioning, like you take it off of yourself. Like, you are right. still talented and a great person or whatever right. it may be. It's not you. It's not it's you. Them. It's them. Cliche, but very true. Yes. 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 Hey, I would love to hear a little bit more about, like, what did you learn? I think we've talked about this, but taking more of that craftsmanship right. of your time performing and being in the art space and how do you utilize that? when creating jewelry and developing a collection like what is that bridge that we talked about of taking these ideas into something tangible well like for me i have like a hundred ideas right yeah so then i have to <laughs> hone into maybe i'll create a couple of pieces mm -hmm. and i'll feel like like we have this new collection coming out and as I'm developing it and I'm sketching and I'm coming up, I'm realizing there's not a cohesive between A and D. Okay. So how do I tie everything into A? Well, I hone it down to maybe the materials, maybe the carrot of the, um, the, the gold that we're using. Is this a collection that can handle an 18 karat price point? Or is this a more fun, flirty collection that yeah. maybe the price point, because it's that, should be 14 karat? Okay. So for me, that's a big part of the process. Mm -hmm. So just coming up with that. And then I break it down to, you know, I'll think about, well, what sells the most for me? Mm -hmm. pendants, earrings, rings, or whatever. Yeah. So I will take that and I will think of how many pieces of that part I will need. Okay. And then I, I come up with the name, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever the name is, then I go and research things that represent that name. Yes. And that could be anything from like song lyrics mm -hmm. to, so the collection that I created over COVID was the Eye of the Sun, and you know I probably told the story, but it was it was from this Victor Hugo Les Miserables quote mm -hmm. and song lyric like even in the darkest days the light will always rise, and so I wanted gorgeous that just kind of like gave me chills again. I mean, beautiful Miserables like he's so amazing. Right. But it was during a dark period, and I have windows. You know, I love windows, and I need the light. I'm a, the light affects me, especially in New York City. Me too. That's why I keep leaving so often. The sun. We need the sun. We do. And I didn't want it to be obvious. I didn't want to be an obvious sun. I love Marquise. I didn't want to be an obvious, like a, you know, evil eye. And I just started looking at different sunbursts. I started looking at. It, what does the sun look like from you know outer space from a telescope? And I just do like a vision board and pull mm -hmm. all those together, and and you know that's kind of how I I come about the collection. And then I have to make lots of edits, right as it goes. What I love about your collections is the storytelling element, and I think that really sets you know some brands from another, and really you can tell the designers so connected to their craft when there is that beautiful story that goes with every collection. I love that. Yes. It's yes, you can, right? Yeah. I used to feel weird about telling the story, mm -hmm. but now I realize, like, I like to hear people's stories. 100%. And 
You know, so I, it started to like, because I felt like it was, you know, from art performer background, you don't want to talk too much about yourself. And, mm -hmm. and so you felt like you're still, but this is a product. And so it's great and easy to tie in that story. And the thing with my jewelry is that I didn't want it just to be beautiful. I wanted it, I created it for women, yeah. right? That you can buy yourself. And I wanted each piece to empower you. And like some of the symbols might be more obvious mm -hmm. and some of them are just from the story and like yeah. just remind you of that. So thank you. Of course. For, you know, you know and, that, and that also leads into fine jewelry is such an emotional buy and when you put it on every day like yeah. you want to feel empowered and it makes you feel beautiful it's right i think it's very similar to the perfume of having your signature scent and it's something yeah. that's so special and unique to you yes so tell me about like that process of you know working with clients and developing such these special you know pieces for them i love that i i love meeting people mm -hmm. you know what i mean and now that we're finally back it's just been so great i forgot oh, that nice. side of me yeah, because yes. I think we're all introverts, right, as a performer, mm -hmm. but you still have that, we're extroverts as well. I mean, for me, I think a picture says a lot, but in jewelry, I think you need to pick it up and feel it. Yeah. And so, for me, creating jewelry that has weight to it, because you mm -hmm. are buying gold, that is so important to me, and it's kind of like, you know, when you see something and then you see it in person and it doesn't feel the same, it doesn't look the same, it's like such a letdown. It is, it absolutely so is. Yes. So I always say to the, the my buyers and, and my clients, I always say, even if you're not looking at it, mm -hmm. I want you to feel it and that you know it's special. You know, yes. and my pieces are, I, and the, the biggest compliment to me is when they say to me, I wear it every day because that's what I wanted them to do. They like, yes. I put it down, I put it on there every day and I wear it everywhere and they feel it. So mm -hmm. that's what transcends the luxury. Absolutely. It really does because, you know, luxury, of course, like goes so much further than a price point, but right. it really is having that special element and right. connecting with a piece that makes something luxurious yeah. and yeah. special. A hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. So I think that's like a big thing. Like, mm -hmm. when, and then also like hearing somebody else's story. Oh yeah. You know, I think mm -hmm. that to me really inspires me. We. Um, so we started doing live shows, as I mentioned. Yes. And now we're flying once a month somewhere. We were, and we were in Jackson, which was the first place we really flew. Uh -huh. And you know, Jackson Hole is such a special place. Anyway, I am dying to go. I and still have to go. It's it's. It's Incredible. a little gem, and I'm sorry, the people of Jackson, they probably don't want me. I got the ringers willing to see The word is already out, though. But, <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, but the people that go to Jackson, obviously, most of them, there are a lot of people, really cool people from the Northeast, Southeast, you know, from mm -hmm. all over that have moved there. But there's, it's kind of a tourist area, right? Yeah. So, you know, these women are coming up in their sweatpants because they've been climbing up, like, you know, 40,000 feet, you know. And, just and, casual things. Yeah, but they, they come in. So I met all these amazing people from all over the country and then some of them live on the Northeast so we've been able to connect and they come into the studio like yes. I'm coming in from Connecticut I'm coming in from upstate so uh -huh. that kind of connection that continues and transcends on with the clients mm -hmm. like you're talking about meeting in person and giving them a special piece of jewelry and then them coming back is everything oh it's so special that is literally my favorite part of the job is yeah. connecting with people and like hearing their stories and understanding like right 
why even something may sell or why does someone create this or why is this like a really beautiful feature but like understanding everyone's connectedness is very cool especially when people are so tied to their craft that right. it makes you feel so good to be able to like share and connect and yeah. really bond over that and i think also uh, you know, buying online has been amazing, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful to that. But I think meeting somebody in person, even if they bought the piece, like I've had that, like somebody yeah. bought something online and then they want to meet later. I'm coming to town, you know? And I think that even pushes it further because I get to learn about them, they get to hear more about my journey, and then we are just connected exactly in a different in a deeper way in a deeper way exactly. you know? it's a lot more meaningful than of course yeah. we all love ecom it's been great right. and it was a saving grace throughout covid absolutely yes 100 but yeah there <laughs> like we'll take it we yeah. needed it but there is and truly, we still need it oh, yeah right I mean, but it's creating of shopping is different but we yeah. definitely still need it exactly creating so. that balance is so important yeah. So you've started traveling again, and I feel yeah. like you have so much movement with what's been going on. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about like what's next and what's on your radar for the next year. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I'm in a flow right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna, you know, what's next? Mm -hmm. Continue building upon, you know, what we're doing now, and just touching more people mm -hmm. and just continue more of what we're doing. I'm really yeah, yeah. feeling good about you know, where we are and I just, it's still so new. Right, absolutely. You know? There's no better feeling than like being in the groove and not feeling so like you have to push, push, push. And yeah. it's really allowing that flow. Like, hey, we're doing all the right things. Let's just see it all come to fruition and like right. keep rolling with this great progress that we're making. Yeah, it's also hard to sometimes just say, I'm good. <laughs> Oh, and I have it's to, the hardest, yes. <laughs> you know, and I feel like it's nice to be able to say that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you're first starting, you know, it's only been this February. February will be uh, three years of doing this wow. new line. Oh and so, you know, in the beginning, it's just take everything you can and do everything you can. And, mm -hmm. and then it's just nice right now to kind of be in a groove and, um, yeah feel good about where we are and I'm just really excited about 2023 and good. You know, new things, new pieces that are coming. We are going to be at Sundance. That's exciting. Okay. That's super exciting. Yeah. Tell really me excited. about, tell me about Sundance. Like how are you getting involved and what does that look like? Yeah. I just, um, I went to the university of Utah mm -hmm. from North Carolina and I actually performed in Park City at the Egyptian Theater. That was my last professional job before I moved to New York. That's and so special. Right? I have a passion for Utah and, oh. and Park City. And I've been to the Sundance Film Festival. Like, that was kind of one of my classes that we did in college. Oh. And so um, it's always been a goal, even when I had my other brand, to be, could I, how do I get there? How mm -hmm. can I be part of these? You know, I see all these amazing things happening, how can I be a part of it? So we actually met another brand that has a store right there on Main Street and they invited us to come and be a part. It's a really cool store called Burns okay. and it's a you know it's a Western they make everything here in the US in Utah support their local community all these kind of yeah. brand values that I have mm -hmm. and so we're gonna be doing it I'm so excited that is so exciting what? right on Main Street so amazing yeah. what a cool full circle moment I know, it's just weird and like who would think too of like 
jewelry, time back into film and performing and all of this. That's very cool. I, yeah. I'm excited to hear how it goes. I am too. And it's the first uh, Sundance that's been live since COVID. So yeah. I feel like it's like just a perfect connection. And now's the time. I know. I wonder who's going to be there. Right? Ooh, you'll have to talk to us. Yes. I don't know. I don't really have that kind of like deep winter snow wear. So that's always the question next. A very important question at that. How do you dress for the winter snow? God, who knows? But you'll make it cheap. I, I'm sure. Going what you're saying with yeah. you know sustainability and these aligned values with um, the retailer you're working with in Utah, what are some of those that you integrate in your design process? I feel like it's a very hot conversation within jewelry that not a lot of people know about. If they don't. Yeah. I mean, I think some people do if that's something really important to you. But Absolutely. I would say other people. It's been really an interesting conversation. Um, for me, it's a rabbit hole of sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. You can drive yourself crazy. And my philosophy is, you know, every little action has a reaction. And if we do one thing, do we have to do the whole gamut? Or what happens if you just choose certain practices that can move the dial forward, push yes. it forward, you know, change it up a little bit. So for me, you know, I do all recycled gold, 14 and 18. So when you say to people on the road and you're showing, you're like, oh, it's all made of recycled gold. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I love that. That's so important to me, you know, and then other people are like, what is that? And it has like a negative connotation with it, like recycled sounds maybe dirty or, so it's good yeah. to share that story and educate them. And I think education mm -hmm. is really what it's all about. Absolutely, you know? I agree. Because yeah. I mean, right, right. for so many people, it can be really stifling that there are so many ways to dive into sustainability right. that it's like, what works for you? And you yeah. know, also clarifying words like recycled, right. where it might mean something amazing, but you think of, Throwing your water bottle in a plastic bin. You know what I mean? It's so it, it's tough right. to kind of fight against those those connotations. Yeah, and I think you know it's great because younger people I tend to find really care about this, mm -hmm. and and young moms and you know when you have a kid or whatever and you're like you now you start caring about this stuff. You know, yeah. so I think it's really just about education and, and spreading the word. You know, we do a lot of uh, repurposed diamonds mm -hmm. because, you know, the diamonds don't lose their value. And that's another way that's really important to me uh, to help move things forward and Absolutely. have some kind of accountability. Mm -hmm. and, and also, like, something I can feel good about is a product that I'm putting out there. You know, it's manufacturing overseas, and it's great. There's yeah. awesome people over there, but... For me, bringing everything back to Manhattan and starting from you know zero again, and learning and meeting you know partners that get what I'm doing and also have that same passion has been huge. So and also employing a team of people here in New York where I live and love and and I'm inspired. I feel like that's important. So oh, absolutely, you're like giving back to the community that's like giving to you, and it's this yeah. nice symbiotic right. relationship. Yeah, it's a really a beautiful thing, and that also has an impact on like shipping. And you know, right. if something goes wrong, I can just walk over and we can fix it in a pretty quick time. We don't have to, and that also helps. You know, the environment and and also you know 
people, helping people continue to do what they're so good at. I mean, it means my team is so great and I'm, I'm just so grateful for them all the time. Oh, it's so nice. I mean, and that I know a, them. I mean, you know them. It's right. I mean, you don't yeah. always get that. Yeah. So it really is such, it has that extra layer of collaboration and that connection to, right. you know, the product, what you're doing. That's yeah, great. It does. It's amazing. I also want to touch on, too, yeah. you talk about creative people. So yeah. your whole family is in the arts. Yes. That's really cool. I'm, like, That's kind right. of jealous. Tell me about that <laughs> relationship. I mean, it's kind of just who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do, as I've mentioned my daughter, I remember when I had my daughter and my agents were like, let's sign her us. And I'm like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I was always like, accounting, soccer, like, you know, but she just, you know, they just gra- gra- gravitated towards that. But I mean, it's really great because it's kind of just who we are. Mm-hmm. We talk about it, but we talk about not the kind of art that we're doing. Like my stepson, my son is a mm-hmm. um, musician and, and he's amazing and it's really great to see. I say it's good to, we're, we're passing the torch. Yes. You know, and then my daughter is a, you know, she went to LaGuardia, the fame school. Yes. So, and I was accepted to a school like that in North Carolina. So that's a really kind of a cool moment. I mean, just watching her do that was really exciting. It's just, it's just who we are. I mean, my daughter on my husband's side is like a fourth generation performer. And I met my husband on the bandstand and he's a fine artist now. Oh, and, you know, every day yeah. we we're playing music at some point, and even though I don't play professionally anymore, it's just kind of who we are. That is so funny. And, and we, we really love all types of artists. And I feel like for me, right. those you are the two. You have a lot of different touch points. Yeah, we do. It's like we've kind of gone in a lot of different ways, and but they're all the same. They're all tied in together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, you know, it's great. I love it. Though it's so it. beautiful and like having that mindset relation of like understanding how special a craft is and like the trials that you go right. through like being in that space. I feel like that's such a nice bond to be able to have, you know, both professionally and personally. Right. Yeah. I do feel like one thing that people, you know, think about creatives is it, it still is a business. Oh, yeah. And so I always say, you know, it's show business. Or even yeah. like jewelry, you know, it would be great if I could just make jewelry all day long, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's still a business. So I think it's, yeah, it, yeah. that's another thing that we have kind of instilled into our kids, you know, yes, it's like, yes, you are an artist, but you're not an artist in your room. You're, you have to touch people. So you have to tie all that in together. And I think that's mm-hmm. like a hard lesson for artists. You know, yeah. that's part of the frustration of being an artist is you just want to create. Right. But, but there really is like that added layer and like right. fitting your story in with the story of, you know, the world around you and what's right. going on. And like, I mean, it would be amazing if we could all sit around and like do what we're really passionate about and like hang out. Wouldn't that be fun? Right. You do have to add that extra layer. Right. But um, I also to like, make it happen. Right. And yeah. also like creating Mm -hmm. like if you're an actress right Mm -hmm. you part of that is that you're touching people you're making people feel something people that want to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and so 
part of that is you have to put yourself out there right. or you're just doing it for yourself. Absolutely. You know? it, it's a craft that's built on connection, no matter right. what the craft is exactly, yeah. what it really, yeah. it really is. Yeah. But I've had many careers, so, you know, <laughs> I, I look at a lot of people and I say, you know, there's always pivots in the road and, yeah. you know, it's okay if you take a different direction because these steps that you're doing now build upon the next thing you're going to do. Exactly. It all really comes together in the end. It's, yeah. That cute. Hopefully, Hopefully we Fingers hope. Crossed. Right, right. <laughs> well, yes, being patient with it yeah. also is right. a key there. Right. But amazing. Okay, I want to dive in a little bit of our curation questions okay. here. I'm nervous. So, what is a question or moment that has helped curate where you are? Whether that's like your mindset or something really pivotal that's stuck out looking back at all of those like you know, an twists and turns. Or an yeah, it might be like, a great quote that you heard, right. an experience, right. any of them that. I think for me, a life-changing experience was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was a dancer, I was trained as a dancer, I was at a really amazing school, mm -hmm. my teachers went on and started School of American Ballet, so my whole life, oh. I was this person growing up, and I had a career-ending injury, and, um, okay you know, I would never be dancing at that same level. So mm -hmm. that was the first moment in my life where I was like, who am I? What do I do? Yeah. How am I going to keep moving? How am I, what's the next step? Oh my gosh. It's, it's a scary moment. It's a I really like scary moment. A lot of us kind of felt that with COVID, not right. quite oh in the God. same way, but that hitting the wall and you're like, oh my God, but like, right. this is who I am and what I do is so right. intertwined. And when it's taken away, Unexpectedly. I mean, this yeah. happens to people in many different aspects of life, mm -hmm. but I think, I think it's like how you take that moment and build upon it and create something new. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those moments I say are part of the journey and part of the story and part of who make you who you are. Absolutely. You know? yes. I still feel like I'm a dancer, even though I can only do chair <laughs> dancing at this point, but like, <laughs> oh, I, so fine. Yeah, you know, like yes. a dancer, and I love dancers, but I, I do feel that like that was one thing and, and I can do many things, even though they're all kind of in a similar vein. Yes. I heard this quote once. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the premise is like, if you moved on to something else, it doesn't take away what you already did right. and your success from the past. Like, well, now you're a dancer, actress, model. You know what I mean? Like, you can be it all. It sounds so crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I do have an amazing quote, and I have it on our wall here, and it's like, cherish forever what makes you unique, because you're really a yawn, if it goes, from amazing Beth Midler. And so it's like, just revel in what makes you you, mm -hmm. and don't try to be somebody else. Yep, yep. I, oh my gosh, yes. There's this other, this Emerson quote that's around the similar okay. vein, and I, I love it. I think that idea is just, you know, what we talked about earlier, of really owning who you are and being able to show up as confidently as possible, which right. is always tough, but I love that. Yeah. All right, last question. Okay. Make it a fun one. All right. Okay, this is also, this is my favorite date question. Oh, good. So, okay. Okay, it's cool. your last meal. You get an app, a main, and a dessert, each with a drink pairing. Okay. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it has to be some great glass of wine. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Great friends. Yeah, yeah. That's what my that's what my first drink is too. I don't want to sound snotty, but you know, I don't ever get a headache when I drink. 
And um, I would say the meal, my husband cooks all the time. So mm -hmm. something simple, something clean, something fresh. It's usually like when we travel, we usually just have pasta of something that he makes. And I know he's, he's a great cook and I'm so lucky that he cooks so much. You're very lucky, yes. But it's usually very clean and simple. Uh -huh. And um, for dessert, I'm not, you know, a big dessert. I mean, I love dessert, but yes. I'm not a big dessert eater. I don't either. It could just be the darkest, bitterest, yummiest square of chocolate with some kind of sea salt thrown in there. I'm like, I'm good to go. I love it. I mean, keep it simple, but incredible. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I do, oh wait, but appetizers, I love something Yeah, what's your appetizer? I you have to have something. You have to have like something fun in there. Like I like, yeah, go with the clean main, with the yeah. good ingredients, Come but on. like, Spice it up a little Let's bit just too. Enjoy life. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's your last meal. Have some I know. Wine. I know. I need more. A couple of glasses of wine. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then, who are your guests for this meal? <laughs> um, let's see. I, I really, I love this question mm -hmm. because I have these like private dinner parties in my head all the time. Do you ever do oh, that? Yes, I do. I really do. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay, so I just got back. We were at Art Basel and uh, mm -hmm. and it was amazing. And oh, who walks so right beside me looking so incredibly, and I'm not even like a starstruck type of person. Yeah. Living in New York, we, we see no. people, we, we, you know, that's the beauty of New York. Absolutely. Martha Stewart. Oh, wait, I love that. And she looks so good. She's been fabulous so lately. Oh. I mean, she always has been, but she's right. having a moment right now. She looks, she's inspiring. I mean, I just like, she is thriving. Oh my gosh, for real. So definitely Martha Stewart. She's in her it girl era. I love that. She looked amazing. I wanted to say hi, but I'm not, I never would say hi. She, you know, we just kind of, and then I was like, it took a moment to register. Um, okay, that's a fun one. Okay, I love her. And um, I love this dancer, Lauren Lovett. Uh -huh. I don't know if you know Lauren Lovett, but I actually went to school with her father, and I've actually accosted her on the subway a couple times. She was the darling of New York City Ballet, mm -hmm. and she left that career because she was one of the few female choreographers out of oh, wow. City Ballet. It's most typical men choreographers, but over a generation, you know, right, right. just the history it's of so it. Interesting, yeah. So it's really, I'm really inspired by that. She's very into, you have to follow her because she uplifts and she's just all out there. Oh, cool. But now she's, she quit at the height of being a prima ballerina oh. to follow her passion of choreography. So she's just blowing up. And I, I just, I love surrounding myself with people that are at the beginning of their path and mm -hmm. are already making, you know, choices that are inspiring and courageous. Absolutely. It's very you know? courageous. Yeah. It's so cool to see that happen and like yeah. just the light behind the eyes and like, I can't wait to watch how this story it's unfolds. It's amazing. I love yeah. that. That inspires me, you mm -hmm. know, and um, she's beautiful. So she's incredible. You just have to look, watch her. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah. And then... Um, Oh, Diana Breland. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you have good answers for this. I love Diana Breland because my old home was, uh -huh. was these three houses on the Breland property. Now, I didn't know any of this when we moved there. And then one day I see these people walking across. My neighbor's father had bought Diana Breland's summer home. So she had all the magazines, everything. And then I was wow. like, why didn't you tell me? Because I have always been, she reminds me of my grandmother. She she just had that style. And I oh, also yeah. love that her life, 
her career mm -hmm. really flourished at a certain age. Like she really came into her own at a, mm -hmm. at a time where people were looking for exit strategies, which I didn't even know what that meant until recently. Right. But yeah. Yeah. No, she's very, very cool. And iconic. Just like, the, absolutely iconic. She's like the epitome of that word. Yeah. Like the glamour right. and intelligence that she had to back it up. Really, really freaking cool. And also just like a sense of self. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's a great way to put it. That, you know, that's what made her shine. So mm -hmm. she, I, I love her. So all women, I have to have my husband because he's always a fun, he, he's a pretty interesting person and he'll bring a great card trick. So it'll lighten the mood. Okay, love it. He loves David Blaine. Oh my, that's so fun. <laughs> it's actually really fun. Like, anyway. I love a good card That's fun. Yeah, he's great. And, um, and then I would want my most cherished concert musician person I ever saw Prince I'd bring him back to life oh, fabulous because he would just throw some gasoline in there and just make it so tense and so yeah. great and, and yeah I mean wouldn't that be I, I think the dinner might have to change for everybody's yeah there. they might not all the want courses. the same last meal but I love that yeah, this is like a spicy dinner party. Like I can only imagine the conversations that would be happening here. Would be good. Yeah, I would. I need an invite to this. I wish we could do that. Me too. I wish I'd just be invited. It would be great. You no, know, like you know, I love inviting people you don't know that well either. That's my favorite thing is to like to mix it up mm -hmm. because having because I we do have dinner parties a lot and I love that's like a great way to get to know people and I love throwing people in that maybe they never would have spoken to each other before. Oh, that's I, like, I, I love agree. that. I love being a connector of yeah. people. It's so fun. We, it was my birthday um, a couple weeks ago and thank you. And it was so fun. We ended up throwing a party and we were all kind of joking. We were like, this is a networking event. Like, there's just so many like really cool, creative people right. that all came together. And I was just like that's so that. happy that everyone got to meet each other. And yeah. it was a ton of fun. I think it's like for we, for us as women, mm -hmm. I've always like, you know, love connecting women yes. together. And I think that's something we really need to continue to do. You know, we yeah. need to like make that female power even stronger and mm -hmm. you know, everybody that pretty much works for me are women and young women and, and you know, we met. Exactly. And we, and we work together. Yes. And I love that. And I love seeing you do that as well. Thank you. Killing it, so. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I agree. I feel like it's a really rewarding part of the job and yeah. Yeah. Making these amazing connections. It's I so know. so great. It is. Oh. Fabulous. With Thanks that, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm so glad that our path has come to this. I know. Who knows what's next? I know.